Folks, welcome to a brand new episode of Trainwreck tonight. Another beautiful Monday here in Buffalo, 80 degrees and sunny. Tonight's show sponsor, New York's only outlet liquor when you need to stock up. It's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? Lots to talk about. Awesome weekend for Trainwreck, resurgence to the rescue. Speaking of resurgence to the rescue, we are in the dog days of summer right now. MLB, we're a week away from the home run derby and the all-star game approaching. British Open going down Thursday at 1.30 a.m. to start off this week. Talking some Zach Wilson and some other topics along the way. Let's have a fun show tonight. Here we go. You don't you don't you don't you don't stop. Follow me into the great unknown Where pink flamingos grow Diet soda falls and what you take Magically regenerates On supermarket shelves The ovens clean themselves You don't pay the tab till the last drop So we all ride for nothing Cause this train never stops Folks, we're back. Train wreck tonight. 252, the Generate Al Maniac show sponsor. New York's only outlet liquor. What's your outlet, Maniac? Seriously, our outlet was this past weekend. A lot of great stuff going on. Got to relax a little bit. Got to enjoy a great weather weekend. It wasn't too hot. It wasn't overwhelming. And then yeah, got to cap out cap it off with a great Sunday at Resurgence to the Rescue. That was a really fun event. Other than the fact, I know I told you this, but I'm going to tell the fans. Weird walking in outside of Hartman's, you know, got the pop. And all of a sudden, Rosé gets bit. It was, bro, that's never happened to my dog before. And I don't know about Phil. I don't know if Phil's ever gotten bit before, but I was kind of rattled. And the blood was starting to boil. I'm like, you know what, Alex? Just walk away. Walk away. I, I think when it comes to animals, and again, like, you know, I hate to say animals, but, you know, kids, they grow up and everything. You know, I think it's as like a parent, you, you, you want to trust that everything's going to be okay. And you want to believe that, you know, oh, my dog's going to get along with other dogs. My dog's friendly, so everything's going to be okay. And yeah, it only takes one lesson. I remember Phil at the dog park. I, I turned my back for like a millisecond. Next thing I knew, he was being humped. He was in the corner for the rest of the, of the playtime. He was donezo with it. Yeah, I had to get no. him an ice cream cone after to make him feel better. But luckily, just like Phil recovering with the ice cream that day, Rosé, it was a, a quick recovery for her as well. No, she did. Yeah, she was a little timid. But yeah, I've never seen her like cry 
post being bit or something. You know what I mean? Like you always get like, you know, you, you by accident say like you step on their tail or you hit their foot. They just yelp real quick. Like she was like actually crying like like three to four seconds after the bite. You know what I mean? Like, oh no. That 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 was yeah. not a shocking thing. Yeah, she wanted to communicate that she didn't like it. She yeah. wasn't a fan of it, obviously. Even though she's a crazy girl herself, she's a big bundle of floof uh, jumping around, as obviously as we saw uh, at Resurgence yesterday. And we see uh, one yeah. of the competitions. I love this big boy here. Um, and we got the uh, final run. I, I forget who this was, but this was, I think this was, uh, I don't know if this was Rex or somebody, but my goodness, look at this big boy taking down the big oh. best paws competition. My goodness. Look at those, those things. Those things were huge. I mean, that's, that's bigger than my hand. I mean. Yeah, I was yeah, trying to get the, the audio from there. No, really great event, like you said. Resurgence did a great job. Wake on the ones and twos, upstairs, downstairs. Captain helping us out yesterday. So, no, yeah, really, that was an awesome event. Seriously, seriously, very, very good time. But that wasn't all, obviously, uh, for this past weekend. Um, we got your Djokovic dominating. Well, it was kind of a dust. It was kind of a train wreck final. I hate to say it. Um, I know I obviously had my Chuck. Uh, going in, but the other guy I was all in on for the Ultraman, yeah, I know he's a top six favorite, so it's not like I was like crazy, but uh, Kurios, uh, obviously riding him along, it's a yeah. great, great tournament for uh, for him, obviously. Um, you know, it's what Djokovic is seventh, um, so obviously, kudos to him, would have loved to see Kurios get it, but happy that you won your bet, too. Yeah, so a couple topics I want to bring up. I mean, when we bring up this tournament, yeah, this is the first time I really ever in my life hammered a tennis tournament or any tennis play in general. And yeah, my buddy, Matt Herring, he was just like, guys, lock of the century is Djokovic to win Wimbledon. And I go and look at the odds. He's like minus 130. <laughs> I, you know, he moved to like minus 134, minus 125. Like I've never really bet on that big of chalk pre-tournament. You don't see that that much. You know, back in the day when Tiger Woods was unbelievable. He, you know how like nowadays favorites to win a golf tournament like 10 to one, he was like two yeah. to one, you yes. know, just stupid with odds with that kind of field. And I see Djokovic at minus 125. I'm thinking to myself, wow. Like, I've never bet anything like this, so I hammered him pretty much pre-tournament. And then after, I think, rounds one and rounds two, we got to, like, minus 150 and minus 165. Hit him again a couple times. So, clearly not the best odds. But, yeah, it was a nice win for him. But, dude, I think if – I will say, though – sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, So, when I I bet him last fall in the U.S. Open, I put him with a parlay. I had him in the U.S. Open – and then I had the uh, Bills to win yep. AFC and Alabama to win uh, the national title. Um, the thing there was that he never really – he started at like a pick or something like that, and he only yep. went to like minus 133. And like, and then he got to minus oh, 133 like in the semis finally and then after the entire field. And then he finally got to minus 200 against Medvedev in the final, and he lost in like yep. three sets. Yep. So, um, yeah, so yep. that's the only thing I would say is that even though I was rooting for Curios, I was feeling a lot more confident for you when Djokovic oh, yeah. was moving into the 200s and 300s, obviously, uh, by the final. And, yeah, then you saw it get to four and five, even before uh, the Nadal Curios stuff. So He's losing a set to Nori and still being, like, minus 600 in the second set. Like, that's just, like, disgusting. But then, yeah, as, as we saw when that uh, tweet I had, he didn't get past 40-15. The odds were basically right on. Bro, can I say something? Like, he has to do this on purpose, right? Losing the first set. I mean, come on. 
I'm sorry. I also no... think I also think an underrated thing is his box. People like just forget, like, dude, between the for after the first set, he gets to kind of take that pause and like get that intel from the box. Like you don't really get that like intel yeah. and the feedback and all that yep. stuff during the, the course of the games. They don't let you. You literally have to go to your seat and then you get like 30 seconds. It's basically like etiquette. But yeah, in between sets, you kind of get that feedback. Oh, this guy's a little deep serve. And you see when Djokovic literally goes from getting broken three straight times in the first set to never getting past 40-15 again, oh, like clearly they identified something he was doing. Yeah, I mean, curious, who was he talking to? His family and coach the whole time? Yes, but but it's hard with him because he's like so explosive and so ridiculous. He doesn't talk in any direction. It's so fucking bad. Like, I love doing that shit. He did. I've, I've watched him so much. He's like, how the fuck do, how, how can this be possible? Like he loves doing that. It's the, so funny. The one fan he wanted tossed. Were you yes. still around for that? Yes, yes. Okay, so that must have been right before you left for resur- resurgence. But, like, he was, like, literally telling the the judge, like, get rid of this person. Like, I warned yeah. you about this person. They won't shut up. And then when he was out there on the court, he double faulted yeah. because, like, the person barked at him. He went into the net. And the next shot, obviously, double faults. And it's crazy because, like, to get to the Wimbledon final – you can't get to the Wimbledon final unless you have mental toughness of like iron and nails. Like you can't. But then you see these moments kick up with him where he does something, and I'm not exaggerating that like a third grader would do yep. in like the middle of a match. Like I love him. I love Nick Curios. And I know that, you know, he does have the personal stuff outside sports. I don't think that's like confirmed. I will say, obviously, if some of it is, then I do not like stand by his comments. I, I like him as a professional athlete. I think it's funny. Uh, but yes, the one that looks like he's had 700, like, dude, he's so, I mean, he's hysterical. I'm sorry. He's hysterical. No, he really is. And that, that was the matchup though, that, that anyone, any tennis fan wanted, if you could go into Wimbledon and say, who do you want to be in the finals? That was one of them for sure. Um, and yeah, no, it was an awesome match and Nick looked good. Even, I mean, it, it's, you seem like second set, he lost his composure, but third and fourth, like you didn't think Novak was going to break him, but he did. It was a, it was a, it was a grind and a great, great finals, great finals. Dude, battling Novak is like battling Darth Vader. He just has like so many, like, and again, when you watch Novak, it's like, what is he doing? That's so good, right? He doesn't like murder you with his serve. He doesn't murder you with the backhands. He doesn't hit cross court like killers, but he just, it's almost like he just consistently, hits high quality shots and yep. everything just has like a purpose. Like it's crazy. And, again, cause you got your guys, you got your Isners, you got your Opelkas yep. that are the big boppers of the serve. You have like, you know, even, you know, and, and I guess I, I said this to you and, and this really is what makes the elite players. And yeah, you see, you know, Jesse Pagul again in the top 10. This is a great example of this because you ask what's so yep. great about her game. Literally when these players are on defense, they can hit a crazy like high quality winner. That really yep. makes like yep. a top tennis player. And that's what you see from the top three on the men's side. Basically any one top 10, but it's crazy yeah. to see. No, and two things I really noticed. One with Novak. I mean, talk about the complete polar opposite, opposite of Nick. He, he, he just he just played tennis. He showed no emotion whatsoever in a finals. He just literally played tennis and showed no emotion whatsoever. And part two, like you said. His defense, his return capability is phenomenal, but I could not believe the amount of serves 
that Kyrgios had that Novak didn't even move because he couldn't even get to it. That just stood there. Just had yeah. no chance. No, had Novak chance. knows what he's doing. Yeah. And, and, and Kyrgios has a solid serve. That's probably like the, I, the I, high, like it, he's a good defender, a yep. good, good forehand. And, and he, and he does this thing where he kind of like just throws all caution to the wind, whether he's doing yep. an underhand serve or he just does one of those like net lobs. Like yep. he kind of just like says like, fuck it basically. Yep. Right. And just yep. gets a shot that's either going to work or like blow up in his face. And like, you know, like that's his game. It's crazy, but very entertaining to watch. Again, I just pulled up like the accusations. I I, I don't know. Like, faces a charge for an ex girlfriend like grabbing her. I, I don't know. Again, I I, I don't know enough. Yeah. But obviously, I mean, I don't I don't swear him as a person who's out assaulting women, but very entertaining on the tennis uh, side. Yes, no doubt. And then we have uh, last but not least, Josh Allen, the twenty five round list. The only thing that you guys and I took away from this, I mean, this is kind of a no-brainer. He's the, he just signed the most recent quarterback yeah. contract. He's the oldest one, obviously. Definitely an Ari Gold situation, though, because he's 26. So funny. He's on I the 25 or under list. Like, what the hell is going on? There must be some. It's a date. It's a, it's just like Little League Baseball. If you were if you were born before this date or whatever, you qualify exactly. for the 25 and under. Like, that's all that matters. It's still so. kind of strange, though. You're Very, giving some uh, you're giving that award out when he's 26, whatever. I mean, it's irrelevant. It's very, uh, but hey, let's let's face it. In Buffalo, we're not going to question any awards being given out. And by the way, if you are 25, if you are 26, um, you know, either or works. Uh, it's a great opportunity to get down to our neighborhood outlet liquor and take care of business in the second half of the summer. Outlet Liquor is your place to buy a case. Stock up and save when you shop the lowest prices available every day at Outlet Liquor. You never have to wait for a sale. The more you buy, the more you save. Only at Outlet Liquor. What's your outlet? And we're back. What's your outlet? All right, I'm going to move this up because we are supposed to be doing MLB, but I can't wait anymore. I saw that Creek is going hard this week. So he's got his system ready to go. Tell yep. me your thoughts. What do you think? Yeah, no, he's hitting the model hard. And I'm telling you right now, Maniac, this week, I mean, people might think he's nuts for this, but this week is like producer Burr's is like Christmas week. Yeah, I mean, why he, does he love the Open so much? Because he loves not sleeping. I mean, you got golf uh, coverage. Oh, yeah, this goes into like, this is primetime golf, right? Bro, this is 1.30 a.m. on Peacock on Thursday. People are teeing off. <laughs> this is this is this is 1.30. You're at Encore, and you're seeing if someone can go low in a third round. <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude, this is, like, this is awesome stuff. And, I mean, dude, I'm pretty sure even, like, the Sunday coverage was, it's, like, starts at, like, like, 4. So, like, the final round coverage starts yeah. at 4 a.m., and then NBC picks it up at 7 a.m. It's incredible. You wait. It's just like Wimbledon at 9 a.m. this past absurd. Sunday. So, yeah, I'm very, and very excited. Golf coverage is so silly. Golf coverage is so nonsensical. This is actually, like, almost better than, like, typical golf coverage versus seeing it on, like, random channels, switching only half of the coverage Friday throughout the day. Am I lagging? Am I coming through? No, you're good. Okay, no. But, no, versus, yeah. again, versus tennis being a mess. Or versus, uh, sorry, golf being a mess. And that was the thing. I was actually talking with uh, our friend um, Tyler Tooch at uh, Resurgence yesterday because he was loving Wimbledon last week, like being on during the day. When sports are going on in Europe, man, it's the best because obviously you don't want it at 1 to 4 a.m. Like no one goes out of the same, but whether yeah. you're getting that early morning, 
whether you're getting that right before lunch or, you know, a lot of with soccer between those 1 to 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Times. I yep. mean, it's just the best. It is like, the best. Bro, it's like the days they're in the bubble and they're like NHL playoffs on at noon and 2 and 3. You know what I mean? It's like, it's awesome. Why? Why? I mean, I know they had to for sponsors and stuff and get stuff, but like they, the NHL should have done a better job of being staggered this post past postseason 100%. I agree. I agree. Now I got to ask you All for the games open. taking place on – yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, for, for the Open, have you looked at any odds yet? Or, or, uh, I have not. That's get? why we're pulling it up here. For, courtesy of uh, our friends at the Creek, not, not Creek Degenerate, but uh, Creek, Buffalo Creek. We got uh, – You know what Rory, I'm looking jumping out at me. Rory's been on fire. Um, Fitzy, third what, best What, you're You don't like that or you do like that? I don't. And I don't like Shoffley either. There, yeah, I don't I don't. I'm not touching that. Just keep scrolling. What, what this keep says scro- to me is it's wide open. Yep. Keep scrolling. There he is at 30 to 1. This, does your Willie Z? Oh. <laughs> I was going to say one of the young guns, Willie Z or Colin, uh, get this done? I mean, I think early leans from Creek Degenerate, he does like Will Zalatoris. Um, what does that say? Zalatoris is just. Yeah, Zalatoris is so good. He's just like a head case in a weird way. I hate to say it, like because obviously he is. Yeah, he gets that third round. He gets that that final round within like one or two strokes, and then just golf is fucking tough, man. It is, but I mean, Morikawa three to one. Didn't he win it last year? Did he win this or or the U.S. Open? No, he won the U.S. Open, or no, he won the PGA. No, Phil won PGA. I think Colin won this last year. Or am I thinking two years ago? Help me out. Go to his yeah. Go to his Wikipedia. I thought he won last year. PGA Tour wins PGA and the Open. He won the Open last year. Yeah, oh and he's third. And he's thirty God. to one. I mean, I that is crazy. I just, you think he go? You think he run, He's he's thirty to one because nobody runs back to back. That's why. No, I know that makes still. more sense to me. Xander, but even Shockley. so, he should be closer. I like I like Zalatoris. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Shoffley's Zan- playing well. Shoffley popped off last week. Okay, he was like he almost choked again and, yesterday. And I will say this: I will say this: though. how often does someone win week after week in the PGA Tour? Exactly, almost it doesn't never. happen. And like just like I'm saying, I'm happy that Rom, won yes. Rom played pretty well. Uh, played yeah. okay. We'll see. Oh, well, I'm just saying. I that's. I'm just yeah. Those, the, what, what first jumps out of me is more Kyle. You know what's crazy? And I say this as like the biggest Strixon guy. Shane Lowry, top seven, top eight odds. Yeah, I saw that. Yep. I mean, that's like that's like seeing like a baseball over under of like six and a half. Like yeah, that's be- like alarm bells are ringing. Better odds than Cantley, JT. Yeah, it's impressive. Better odds than your boy Morikawa. Better odds than Dust Live Johnson. I would bet my house on Morikawa to finish with a better score than Lowry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. But you love Studio D too much. Too, yeah, uh, there's too much love there. But hey, speaking of love. You gotta love the way your Mets are looking, despite the it, surge from Burr's Braves. Once again, if I was to bet my house, if it's right now, I bet the Braves win the division. 
and I'm not saying this is a, as is, a data reverse jinx. I'm not. I'm not. Did I say? This did, is, did I say? It by, I, by the way, I've been running hard with the reverse jinxes recently. I know you have, and I'm telling you right now, this is not a reverse jinx. I'm being dead serious, honest. I think the Braves. I mean, the okay. Braves, dude. That lineup, that young staff. I mean, the the Mets need help quick. They can't hit the ball right now, and I think the Grom's close. I think he's what a couple weeks out. That is, um, that was true. There was like that one game stretch where the Mets had like seven hits over like four games. It was I mean, like, dude, what the hell is going on? Dude, weren't the Mets up 10 games like uh, a month ago, like a month and a half? They were. They like, were. Compl- I mean, it's down to one and a half. I don't know. I don't know. The Braves can't keep playing like this. I mean, it's just us. But yeah, Dansby Swanson's going nuts. You got yep. uh, this call up in center field. Relievers coming up and averaging 15 Ks per nine innings. It's crazy. But um, yeah, what are the Braves right now? So when uh, the World Series, the repeat. I, We're talking about repeats. I know. They're, I, they're I, into the top for us. They took the Mets spot, huh? What? Did this change today? Oh, sorry, Al. Breaking from the creek. Tied with the Mets. Wow. Yeah, see, dude. I and, and dude, and, and that's the funny thing. You look at the World Series odds. Look at the National League odds. You you can still get Braves at five to one. Talk about value. That's what I've been hitting. Look at that. Look at that. How does that make any sense that the World Series they're tied with the Mets, but you can get the Mets at plus three eighty to win the National League, but the Braves are five to one. How does that add up? Wait, what? That's how that is? Yes. Go to National League. Get back. Where right now? What? Right? Wow. Braves, so basically, I mean, this is what I read. Braves are making Vegas their bitch right now, or whatever this system is. Like, they don't want to give the leverage. It makes Like, no they sense. still believe in the Mets, clearly. But the underlying leverage and numbers, they don't want to give 10, 12 to 1 on the Braves right now. That's what it's telling me. Yeah. Yep. Basically. That's crazy. Wow. That is insane, actually. I, I, can't, so, I, I can't believe you pointed that out. Yeah. Same odds to win the World Series. See, dude, I told different you. Different odds for the division. I'm, I told you I'm on top of my shit. Could this be could this be Creek chicanery? Yeah, for sure. Okay. All right. Yep. Okay. Yep. But uh when on the other side of things, Yankees, uh what? Split in Boston? Yeah, they won the first two, lost the second two. Uh, when Cowboy Hova sent that pick out yesterday with those double cheeseburgers, I'm like, you know what? I'm standing away now. I'm not touching it, and sure enough, I'm going to And it was a didn't. split series. They won the first two. They were up in extras in the third game, and they were up 6-2, yes. yeah. 4 they, nothing they, yesterday. So they were should up, have been at least 3 out of 4. Yep, they were up 5-3 in extras on Saturday night. Blew it. Lost 6-5, and then, yeah, up again, and... I thought, okay, Cowboy Cowboy Hope was gonna lose, and sure enough, his underdog pick comes through on Sunday night. Another, I mean, his his picks are fantastic. Yeah, Cowboy Hope doesn't lose. I mean, dude, I really think he was he was fifteen and one, I believe, and then he lost to go fifteen and two. Then he's six. I think he's seventeen and two now in single plays. I gotta check that. Yeah, seventeen check- last nineteen. I think I was gonna message you that was the number I said. It was either sixteen and two or seventeen. Yeah, no. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, absolutely bonkers. I'm gonna recheck that after the show. But yeah, just stupid numbers. And then actually, he does have a pick tonight. By the way, folks, coming late night baseball for Cowboy. Wow, late night baseball for Cowboy. Love to see it, folks. Um, How about how about about Creek today? Seven Eleven pick for Timmy. 
Yeah, that was nice. That was nice to see. Nice to see people oh. coming out for Timmy. Timmy shows a lot of support to the train. We like yep. we, we like to show a lot of support to Timmy. Exactly. Speaking of support, not something you can go ask your mom about. Oh my god, I gotta find these texts. Hold on, keep going. Keep I mean, going. this was something. This was like, you know, Twitter wasn't as big then. But do you remember when it was like Delonte West is like in a relationship with LeBron's mom? Yes, I do remember that. Like, yes, but Twitter wasn't as massive then. Like, it wasn't like oh. and everything. Like, so it was just kind of like a rumor. But like the fact that we heard about it and it got to that level, like clearly meant something was there. And so I hear about this rumor. I start seeing the whispers. I see Rob Ryan in the chat. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And Zach Wilson, girlfriend with the with his ex teammate and he's he's banging his friend's mom what's going on here al i dude it's 7 58 a.m i get a text from my dad it's, it's with my brother in a group chat he goes does anyone know what zach wilson did <laughs> i was looking on twitter and there was a bunch of comments but i didn't understand <laughs> and then my brother just responds his ex-girlfriend said he cheated on her for one of his mom's friends i think and my dad just goes yikes <laughs> It's funny though, like you said, it's like my dad looking at Twitter this morning. He's like, "What on earth is happening?" And yeah, social yeah. media, I mean, social, it's, it's social media situation. changed everything. Yeah, social media really did change everything. I mean, because this is just absolutely nonsensical. What what's that shirt say that you just scrolled by? I mean, it's just yeah, some of the stuff's been hilarious. Throwing bombs, banging moms from barstool. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, let's the, face it. You're in New York. Things are gonna happen. City of New York. And then he never sleeps. The one tweet that blew up today was it at corked bats. If the Zach Wilson rumors are true, it will mark the first time the Jets have scored over 40 since 2018. Absolutely ridiculous. I will say on the, you know, from my perspective of knowing nothing about the situation, you're in New York city. You're the Jets starting quarterback. You're like 21 or whatever. You're not like an appallingly like bad looking dude. I don't know why you're banging like your mom's friend or whatever. Yeah. I don't know why that's happening. Odd. Odd. Yeah. Just doesn't really. But yeah, you never know. Can't judge a book by his cover. Can't judge. Can't judge a, you know, a AFC East foe by his uh, sexual past. I guess that's what you can say. (laughs) Speaking of uh, past, Better Call Saul's back tonight. The final half of season six, I believe it is. They did the split season because obviously that's what you do when uh, a yep. ton of people tune in and watch your show. Uh, is you this it? For all it is worth it. This is going to be it. This is going to be the run up to uh, Breaking Bad. This is going to leave off. This will be the equivalent of Rogue One to A New Hope. So there's three mysteries right now um, in the show. What will happen with? Jimmy McGill, a.k.a. Saul Goodman's longtime girlfriend, Kim Wexler. What will happen with Lalo Salamanca? And what will happen with Gene, a.k.a. Saul Goodman, in the future? And, as we've and, seen the flashbacks. We've seen the flash forwards throughout the series. I know you haven't watched every episode, Al, so I don't want you to be in the, in the, out of the loop. No, and listen, real quick, though, Manic, I've seen your tweets. Like, you're, you're, you love this show, don't you? Like, this is like, you, you consider it a very good show. Yeah, I, I would say, honestly, not even trolling. A thousand percent, I would get in a debate and I would put my money on this. This show ends up being better than Breaking Bad once it's all said and done. Wow. Wow. Just I mean, more I... characters, more variants. So think about all the things that made Breaking Bad great, right? It was the storytelling. It was the dynamic of the characters. 
But you also had like the cinematography, like they would be wheeling a cart and like the cart would be like attached to the camera. So you would see that like stuff like that. Like the, the obviously the cooking meth scenes weren't in this one, but there was different ways. It was, it was more about how Saul like started being sleazy and kind of scheming people. And then he takes that into the law world. He starts scheming people in the law world. Yeah, It's all that. So yeah, I would, I mean, I know that there are people that, just are going to stick to it no matter what. The Breaking Bad is the best show they've ever seen, and no show is ever going to take that title, and especially a prequel or whatever. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you can't deny that even in the show of Breaking Bad, Saul Goodman, a way more entertaining character than, uh, you know, Walter White. Do you have – what do you have better, Breaking Bad or Sopranos? I would say overall Sopranos. If I had to fire up Thank any – if I and how I would judge it is like, if, if one episode was on right now, random episode of any of the show I had to watch, I would go Sopranos. Okay. Because, yeah, I, I don't know if you saw uh, Jake from Happy Hour Hoops, his, his tweet today in poll, like what show should he watch next? And yeah. this was – I caught it in the early stages. There was only like 10 votes in and like 70% was Breaking Bad and Sopranos was in there. I was like, what on earth? Who is voting on this on this poll? So I, what are the numbers at now? I, I mean, I see you're pulling it up, but – I mean, I would definitely. We got take. uh, ooh, uh, Sopranos is up to thirty percent, but Breaking Bad still at forty percent, so mm. still a little bit of a lead. Okay, so yeah, I, I, for me, I'm gonna start. Uh, I'm gonna start the boys and Stranger Things. Those those are my next starts. Your next two, but obviously, Better Call Saul is, is on the table now. Okay, I I really should watch Better Call Saul. That's something. Did you I ever would... watch Game of Thrones? No. You should watch Game of Thrones. Um, I'm all right. It would be hysterical, it, though, just your reactions. It's just not, I don't know. I I was never a big Lord of the Rings guy, so I don't know. We'll see. Speaking of reactions, speaking of the Sopranos, yep. shout out Uncle Polly, Tony Sirico, the guy who always pointed like this, pointed like <laughs> that. I, I know the thing about you is you're going to go over there and give him 30, every, $30 the first of every month. Yeah. But, right. uh, no, just uh, terrible. Yeah. Yeah, Sopranos is iconic, obviously. Um, it was crazy because in one scene, they could be, like, smashing somebody's knee in, and then the next scene, they would be talking about, like, something, like, modern day that, like, made everybody laugh and funny. So I'm trying to think. He died at, what, 79, I think the tweet was. I mean, how old was he then during the show when he was in his prime? I mean, was that, would that be... So technically, when he was in his last season as Uncle Paul, he was 64. He looked older than 64 when he was in the show. All due respect. All due respect, D. That was only wow. It was fifteen years ago. Holy shit! Okay, might have been wow. sixteen years ago. Crazy. Yeah, he don't died. don't stop believing. That's what do you so think fair. happens in the last scene? I don't want to ruin it for Jake if he's watching. Um, okay, that's true. Yeah, let's not ruin it. Also, R.I.P. to Gregory. It's an R guy. This is this is somebody that. When you hear yeah. about him, when you, see him, you know, not everybody knows. Yes, he was on NCIS, but to us, he was immortalized as the chief antagonist throughout multiple seasons of the hit show 24, President Charles Logan. The he, ultimate he twist in season five or whatever, when, yeah, when the president ends up being the bad guy. Oh, wait, I still think I can remember that scene, right? Do you remember? Like, wasn't they're it the in end some of- boardroom or something, yes. right? Wasn't yes. it at the end of the episode? And wasn't that um, 
the chief, not the chief of staff, but the other like short white dude, like bald. Then wasn't he bad too? Like Novik, Mike Novik, Novik. Yes. Yeah, no, yeah. I think Novik. I think Novik tried to stop him at the last second, right? And he like didn't. Yep. But yeah, like because yeah, because I can still remember the screen. Like you can see the back of the guy's head, and he's like on the phone. It's all muffled, and then the the camera turns the corner, and it's Charles Logan at the end of the episode. Yes. Yes, just absolutely oh, ridiculous. Great show. Crazy. Yes, he passed away as well, unfortunately. Uh, apparently, similar age, uh, was on uh, emergency surgery or was required, was undergoing emergency surgery for something. So sorry to see that, unfortunately. did Charles Logan with, have know, emergency surgery friends. on the show too? I, I think he did. Wasn't it his like ex-wife or wife like tried to stab him or something in the heart or in the – Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> right? Dude. He got dude, stabbed. You are, he got you are, bro, you are a freak. He got wait, am I wrong or am I right? He got this stabbed on he the got scene stabbed where they compound. reveal it. He shows the back of him in the boardroom. Oh wait, this is it. Yep, sir. I'm putting another team together. Yes, you can't see him. You think it's no It's revealed there. to be him, yeah. Okay, so hopefully we don't want to get copyrighted. We don't want the episode to be taken down. That's why I muted it. But yeah, so he was talking to him, and the whole conversation, you couldn't hear the person on the other side, and that was the camera. 24 with the moles, just the best. Now, here's a, here's a question where we go uh, as we go down the edge. Trivia for you. Who was the fake mole that was working with Tony Almeida to get undercover with the Salazars? He worked at 24. Oh, I know. So for the first third of the season, the entire audience well, thought this guy was a mole. Does it start with but a G? But they didn't know. It did start with a G, 100%. It is not a very typical name, though. Gael. Gael. Yes. Gael was the fake mole. So literally, they go through the whole first third of the season. Jack's, like, yelling at him in that back, like, computer room that they yes. always go to in CTU. He's a mole, damn it! Like, Tony's like, he's working undercover, Jack. We got ten, we got three minutes to get him back in with the Salazars. <laughs> <laughs> 24 is just so good, so good. Yep. Shout, um, out, um, Gay, shout out Gael. And then didn't Gael die? Like, a, a horrible death, right? I, Gael, got, Gael got the virus. He was in the, he was in the hotel the fan, or wherever the, the virus was, in the fan. And he's reaching through the fan... To try and hit it, Liza, and right as he's about to hit it, it goes off, and it goes all over terrible. And isn't it like just blowing oh in his goodness. face? Oh, right in his face, right in his face, right yep. in his face. Just oh, but, uh, yes. but great series. What a show. Yes, it's amazing what you can do when people will tune into the end of the episode. Thank you for yep. tuning in to Trainwreck tonight. <laughs> but seriously, uh, yep. big week ahead. We got the Sabres development camp. Yep. We got 716 day. We got the snow fest with Deion Dawkins. We'll be uh, bringing coverage of that. The next week, we got the Chicklets Cup as well. And then after that, Chicklets Cup within 13 days, not even full two weeks, Bills training camp. Camp. I mean, so while you have time, get in those no run first inning bets, partly with the Bills win the Super Bowl. And those, Supre- those Micah to watch uh, Breaking Bad bets. <sighs> He'll be, doing, he'll be he'll be doing Sopranos. I talked to him today. He's going to knock out a few episodes. You make sure yep. you're subscribed to everything, and you yep. make sure we all have a good, good night. night now. Now. Now, 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 now.